Last year, there was a double-digit percentage increase in reports of anxiety and depression symptoms. Yet many struggling with these issues don't seek help. What can be done? InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco has this report. Gina? Thanks, Chris. The pandemic essentially doubled the stress and anxiety on people who were already facing mental health issues. Some experts believe those issues will last for years. But there's help in a recent book, How I Lost My Mind and Found Myself. Author David Rabati recounts his own struggles. He often speaks on behalf of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. David, it seems like every day of the week that people are describing how COVID is causing their mental health troubles, and yet many sufferers are still hiding this? How would you characterize the number of those hiding their troubles? Well, studies show that one out of every five Americans have some form of mental illness. And I think that in the beginning, when you are experiencing certain mental conditions, you try to hide it and don't want to talk about it and you think you're fine. And I know for me, I lived with bipolar disorder my whole life, but I never knew I had bipolar disorder because I thought it was something that most people experience, which was a shift in moods. And I would have weeks of high moods where I can do 101 things. I was the life of the party. And then I had weeks of low moods where I just wasn't interested in doing anything. So it wasn't until I had a psychotic episode that I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Give us maybe two or three tips on making the decision to admit that you need help and to get it. First, you have to be comfortable in realizing there's no shame in seeking help. When someone's a diabetic, they're not ashamed to go get insulin. Or if someone has cancer, people are not ashamed for treatment. So they shouldn't feel shame for getting help for a mood disorder or any kind of form of mental illness. So I say that first confide in someone you're comfortable with and then go seek professional help and have an assessment made. And that would help determine what exactly you're going through mentally. You preach being kind to yourself. Give us some examples of what that actually looks like for a person struggling with mental health issues. It took me a long time to be very comfortable with having mental illness, and I was very rough on myself. I think the best thing to do is educate yourself about all things, and being kind is so important because... If you're not kind to yourself, then you don't give yourself the benefit of the doubt. And that's very important. Like you need to be kind with what you're going through and how you're experiencing things because everyone's on this journey and some people are very judgmental. Some people are not as educated. So it's important to just be patient and kind. Are the job losses from the pandemic not only causing worries about putting food on the table, but also closing off access to mental health care because people just can't afford it. Well, you know, I recently was working as a healthcare navigator and I was let go. So now I'm in like, oh my God, I need medication and I need my health insurance. I'm not going to have health insurance. What am I going to do? And, and I learned the hard way that I can't be off of medication and that there's the Obamacare and it's a affordable way of getting health insurance. And that's very important because... Any kind of illness that's gone without treatment is very hazardous. And another of your messages, don't get caught up in someone else's perception of who you should be. That's empowering, but if someone's listening right now, they'll say, David, that's scary. What would you say to them? I would tell them that it's our 
decision to educate ourselves on the things that scare us so we're not so frightened about it. Before I was diagnosed with mental illness, I used to fear people that had mental illness because I really believed the hype, like the media portrays people with mental illness. They sensationalize it and make it seem like they're dangerous and they're crazy. And I realized that's so not true. And now I'm somebody that has bipolar disorder and I can count on one finger how many physical altercations I've ever had in my whole life. And I'm a calm person and I'm very laid back. So it manifests differently in everyone. And if you're scared about something, just educate yourself about it. And that will lessen the frightened thoughts that you may have. And I'll just mention one resource is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline for those who are feeling suicidal. 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. David Ribotti, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gina. I really enjoyed this. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. And that's it for this week's show. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.